Today's scripture reading is John 13:36 through John 14:7. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you tell us right there not to be troubled. Uh, And yet we are troubled about so many things. And in the midst of all that distracts us, overwhelms us, or causes us heartache and pain, would you be near to us? Would you comfort us? Would you remind us again of your love and faithfulness to us? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've just received some really bad news. You were in a relationship and you thought, it was, you thought it was going somewhere, it really meant something to you, and you're tired of being alone, and then they broke up with you. Or, or maybe, maybe you've been trying to get pregnant for a really, really long time, months, maybe even years, and you once again got your hopes up, and once again, it didn't happen. Or maybe, maybe you're younger and you're looking out at your life and you see all of these options ahead of you, career choices, colleges, and you just feel so overwhelmed. You're, just, you're paralyzed by the anxiety of it all. Or maybe you sit with your doctor and you hear some hard, hard news. Maybe, it, maybe it's the choices of your children. You see them. It's heartbreaking to, to watch. Or maybe you just watch something on the news and you think, this has got to be it, right? Whatever, whatever it is, okay? Whatever it is, you're feeling it, and then then you share your disappointment or fear or grief with someone else. You you pour it all out there. It's kind of a big deal, right? And, And they mean well. Of course they do, right? You know they do. But have you ever had somebody respond to you in those, one of those moments where, again, you've just poured it all out there, and they say something like, oh, everything's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Last week, uh, I was on Amazon. I could probably say yesterday or the day before. I mean, we're, it's, like, it's what we do, right, people? Uh, but earlier this week, I was on, I was on Amazon, uh, and they suggested that I needed something probably had those experiences, right? Some algorithm, some robot on some server, the all-knowing Jeff Bezos, right? Knows exactly what I want. And so, of course, I bought it because um, I figured, like, he knows better than I do, right? And so, so I bought it. It was, it was a journal, lovely cover here, uh, really, really nice, uh, with this on the, on, the, on the title. 
You can get a picture if you can't read it. <laughs> this is what Bezos thought I needed, right? Now, now to be clear, I'm, I'm going to blame my children because last month uh, they were searching for white elephant gifts, right? It feels like it would fit in that. And no, I've not, I've not put any names in there yet. I've not done that. Uh, but if I'm completely honest, like in those moments, like a fear or despair, disappointment, and someone tells you, everything's going to be okay. Like in that moment, you kind of want a notebook like this, right? Or, or at the very least, you want to say, how do you know, right? You don't, you don't, you don't know if everything's going to be okay, because sometimes it's not all okay, right? Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes the disappointment persists. And so now, not only do you feel worried about whatever it was, you also feel isolated and alone. And I can't help but wonder if that's just a little bit of what the disciples feel in this moment. Like, is this how the disciples felt on that final night together with Jesus? If you haven't already, turn to John 14. John 14. So it's, it's Thursday night of Jesus' final week, right? We're just, we're at the final moments, people. Like, the Last Supper, uh, later on tonight is going to be the arrest, the trial, and tomorrow afternoon is the crucifixion. So these are the final moments. These are Jesus' final words with his closest friends. It's beautiful and it's intimate, but it's also pretty dark. In fact, let's just go back for a second and review what happens there in chapter 13. Because just a few verses before what Jesus says here in 14, Jesus with a very troubled look on his face, John tells us. John's there. You can see it, right? He sees the trouble in Jesus' eyes. Jesus just announced that one of them is going to betray them. And that's, that's really hard for all of them to hear, right? Because they've been together for a very long time at this point. And, and if things go bad with Jesus, it's going to go bad for all of them, right? Judas doesn't just betray Jesus. He betrays all of them. Are, are we all going to be arrested? Are they going to take Jesus away from us? Are we going to be killed as well alongside Jesus? And then... Jesus says, by the way, I'm leaving you. Can you see the look on their faces, right? This is their world caving in. They left everything to follow this guy, right? They're, they're convinced that he is their Messiah, so convinced, like he's the one to give them victory over the Romans. They've staked all of the, their lives these last three years on him, on the one who just said, I'm leaving you. And so Peter basically says, at the end of chapter 30, he says, over my dead body, right? Like, that's, I, would, I would rather die than let that happen, right? I'm coming too, Jesus, whether you like it or not, basically. And you can, you can almost hear the other disciples in this moment, like, nodding along at the very least. just saying, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, this is, this is their moment. Like, yes, they're confident. But how does Jesus respond? Oh, Peter. Your, your courage won't even get you through tonight. You're going to deny three times that you know me. So imagine now hearing that. Again, you're in that upper room together. Imagine if you were one of the others and you just heard that. Like, Peter is the best of them, and they all know that. Like, Peter, he might be brash a little bit, right? But he is, he is courageous, he is passionate, he is faithful. But not even Peter has the strength to weather this storm? 
I mean, if, if Peter's going to fail, what hope is there for the rest of us, right? That's kind of the idea of what's happening here. And so everything, everything is the worst at the end of chapter 13. I mean, Jesus basically there, he has the nerve to say, guys, I'm leaving you, and you're all going to blow it, even Peter, the best of you. And your lives are going to be filled with disappointment and sorrow. But what are you worried about? Everything's going to be okay. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Notebook, anyone? Because the reality is, like, Jesus says the same thing to us, to his followers today. Are you troubled about anything? You can name a few. Anybody else? And Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. So if you take anything with you today from our time together, I hope, I hope it's this, and please don't, please don't put me in your notebook, right? And blame Jesus. But here it is, no matter what you're facing, no matter how scary it feels or dark it gets, if you are one of his disciples, Jesus says to you, everything is going to be okay. And then he gives us two reasons why. And one action step or one one way to respond. Okay, so imagine Jesus right now, like looking at you, peering into wherever you are most overwhelmed or disappointed or afraid or whatever, and hear him, try to hear him whisper these words to you. Everything is going to be okay. And here's the first reason. It's going to be okay because I know where we're going. He knows where we're going. Look again at verse, verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. So if you follow that there, Jesus is saying like, that he's going to leave us, leave his disciples, so he can go and prepare a place for us. So there's, there's plenty of room, right, in his father's house. That's, that's God the Father, right? He just needs, it, he needs to get it ready, and then he's going to come back and, and get us, right? That where I am, you may also be. He's leaving us so that he can be with us. And he's pointing ultimately to the day when heaven and earth finally become, become one, we hear this, and maybe not along. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Heaven, afterlife, eternity. But do any of us actually believe this? I mean, really believe it? I'm sure some of us do. But just imagine with me for a moment if our lives were immersed in the reality of where we're going with as much confidence as, as whatever you've got planned later on this afternoon, right? Jesus promises a new creation to us, a brand new Eden for all of eternity. And so what this means when it comes to our troubles, what this means is what feels so short actually lasts forever, and what feels like forever is actually so short. Let me, let me say that again, and I'll try to explain it. If heaven is real, right, What feels so short actually lasts forever. 
And what feels like forever is actually so short. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, uh, does that, anyone feel like life is just so short? I mean, the older I get, like, it's just flying by. It's like, how, how, how does it happen, right? I'm, I feel constantly in a hurry, and we've all got our bucket list of things we've got, to, we've got to enjoy, and all the pleasure we've got to grab out of life, and all the, if we're completely honest, self-centeredness that we need to indulge in. Like, I don't, I don't have time to serve. I don't, I don't have time to, to, to be generous. I don't have love, I don't have, like, enough love to give. Like, I've got 80 years. That's it. I can't deny myself. Life is just so short. That's actually not true, right? Like, if you're, if you're with Jesus, you will literally live forever. For all the joy and pleasure and love, you will have forever. Which frees us up then, right, to, to love and serve and give and rest if we actually believe this. What, what feels like so short actually lasts forever. You've got plenty of time. You don't have to cram it all in, right? You don't have to check off your bucket list now. Like, you, you have literally forever to do so. And so what feels so short actually lasts forever. And what feels like forever is actually so short. And this, is, this is hard to say because, right, if in the moment it feels like forever, right? But your loneliness, your depression, your shame, your chronic pain, the disappointment you've experienced, the hurt you've re- re- received, right now all of that feels like forever. And Jesus never makes light of that, right? He never minimizes our pain or our suffering, none of that. Our heartache is real, and it often feels like it will last forever. And sometimes I wonder, will I ever ever overcome that sense of loss? Will I ever feel happy again? Will I ever feel truly loved? Will that shame ever go away? And the reality is, with Jesus, the answer is always yes. So hang on. In, in light of forever, all of the yuck will be over soon. It's also very brief. Whatever, whatever you've lost will be made up to you. Whatever you've given up will be restored. And all the sad things will be made untrue. It's going to be okay. Jesus knows where we're going. Now, of course, the disciples have no idea what Jesus is talking about. I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, you can almost, as you read it, you can tell Jesus is getting just a little bit irritated with them because they're just so, they're so clueless. But actually, it kind of comforts me a little bit because uh, if you ever feel like you just, you, you're missing something, right, or you just, the, the mystery of who God is, right, or just even filled with doubt, like you are not alone. Even these disciples, think about that, who lived with Jesus, saw the miracles, heard the sermons, even they struggled. You're not alone, right? That, that, I don't know about you, that comforts me, right? So Jesus, Jesus tells them, essentially, okay, I'm going to prepare a place for you, right? And you'll know the way, he says. But verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't, we don't even know where you're going. How can we possibly know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thomas, if you want to know how to get there, I am literally everything, Jesus is saying. The way, the truth, the life, everything. And this this is the second reason Jesus tells us everything is going to be okay. Because what he's saying, by saying that there in in verse 7, he's saying essentially, or verse, yeah, verse 6 or 7, he's saying that I am everything you need. 
That's what this means. The way, the truth, the life, the only way to God, that is everything. And, you know, so often when I, look, when I look at my problems or the world's problems, right, uh, I first try to find a way out of them, right, right? self-protection or self-preservation. Uh, and if that, if that doesn't work, I try to find a way to cope with them, right? You've probably been there, pleasure, distraction, some technique to help me feel better about myself or the situation. But, but those ultimately don't, don't work, right? Not ultimately, not in an ultimate sense. Instead, Jesus says, I, if you want a way, I am the way. He's saying that, like, it's only by knowing me and the Father who sent me that you can ever experience the life that you were designed to experience, the abundant life promised to you. And again, the disciples, they're, they're struggling with this, right? They're, ha- they're having trouble here. So verse, verse 8. Verse 8 says, Philip, yeah, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. So ba- basically what, what Philip is saying there is, like, Jesus, we just need a little bit more. Okay, we get it. Don't be troubled. Uh, way, truth, life, fine, but come on. Just give us a little bit more. Show us, show us God. And that'll be enough, right? If you do one more thing for me, Jesus, then I'll, then I'll trust you. Then I'll have comf- confidence in you. Show us, just show us God. And when Jesus responds, truly, I mean, it's astounding. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen the, me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't, don't miss what Jesus is saying there. This is an incredible claim, right? He, he's saying that if you want to see God the Father, just look at Jesus. Just, just look at me, he's saying to Philip. And yet, and yet, like Philip, we do. We say to Jesus, how could you possibly be enough for me? In a world of so many troubles, how can you be all that I need? Jesus is the way to peace. He's the truth about reality and the life that actually satisfies. He's the way to hope, the truth about our heartache and pain and the life of abundant joy. He's the way through our sadness, the the truth about why we exist and the life of being fully known and fully loved. And as God, which is what he's claiming there, he's not just the way to something else. He isn't just the path to what we want or what we think we want. He's also the destination that he alone is essential. He alone is what we truly long for. Everything is going to be okay because he is all that we need and he gives himself to us in abundance. So I think what, what Jesus is getting at here is that, that it's both the destination Uh, where we're going, as well as the company who we're with that make it all okay. For example, our family loves road trips. Uh, I mean, we love love road trips in kind of a weird, disturbing sort of way. And we've done some serious road trips. We have driven from here to the four corners of the 48 states. I mean, from Miami to Maine, uh, from Seattle to Santa Monica. Uh, We've been to the very top, right, at the Boundary Waters, the very bottom at the Rio Grande. Like, we we love road trips. But when you get into a car uh, and plan to drive for like four or 5,000 miles in a couple of weeks, uh, you have to actually believe that it's going to be worth it, Right? Like, there, there has to be something compelling you uh, to do that, or why else would you bother? And there's only two things that make it worth it, right? It's where we're going 
and who we're with. Because if we were just driving around in circles, I mean, we'd get some great family time, I guess. Uh, but no way. It's like it'd be meaningless. No one would do that. There's no, we wouldn't want that. Instead, we've seen some of those beautiful places our country has to offer, right? But if we were just going to beautiful places in an empty car or a car full of strangers, like that wouldn't, that wouldn't satisfy either. It's both the destination as well as the people we get to be with that make it so meaningful. And so Jesus here, he's showing us that we have both. It's going to be okay, he says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Because he knows where we're going. And he knows what we truly need. And so how do we respond? Well, this is the, this is the final thing and where it gets a little bit more practical. He says to you and to me, everything is going to be okay, so keep trusting and praying. I know it sounds sort of simple, a little churchy, right? Blame Jesus. Keep trusting and praying. Remember verse 1. Let's read it again, right? It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And that, that word believe in English is kind of lame, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it, we, we hear it, we think of like just like a mentalist, like we're just nodding along. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Or, or you know, something that, that a, a coach says to the team before they take the field, uh, right? Yeah, something, yeah, you get it, right? But that's, that's not really what it means in the Greek. It can be translated as, as believe, that's true, but it can also be translated as, as trust, right? And you see the difference between the two? It's like, I may believe in Bigfoot, but I don't trust Bigfoot, okay? You do not want to trust that guy, okay? Uh, it's different, right? And so Jesus, he wants us to believe in him, but it's more than just the occasional head nod, right? It's, it's reliance, it's trust, it's dependence. It's, it's putting our hope on him, which is why I think this passage builds to prayer, Go down to verse 12. Again, Jesus is talking to his, to his friends here. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes or trusts in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. On the one hand, it sort of infuriates me when Jesus says something like this, right? Maybe you feel that way too, because I've asked him for lots of things in his name. And best of my knowledge, I haven't got them all, right? He hasn't done all of it for me. And I'm sure you've been in those situations, like how many, how many times have you asked him to do something, right? Or, or to be a part of something in your life, and he either flat out says no, or maybe worse, like it's just like radio silence, right? It's painful when that happens, especially when we read verses like this. Jesus, what are you talking about here? And I've got, I've got no easy answers for any of us here, right? Those are, those are raw places for us when we take something to God in prayer, and it's silent, where he just says no. And yet, given the context here of what Jesus says, and my own, my own areas of longing, I need to be reminded of two things. Because if Jesus knows where we are going, that means he literally has forever to answer my prayers. And in some way, what I've asked will eventually be satisfied. Maybe not exactly like I want, but it will be satisfied. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even for 10,000 years. But it will come. And if Jesus knows that ultimately, that he is everything I need, 
Truly, the way, the truth, the life. Everything. And that means that every prayer we pray in his name is actually a request ultimately for more of him, isn't it? Whether we realize it or not. And so we, we ask for a spouse or a better marriage. And Jesus says, here I am. We ask for a child. Or for a child's protection. And he says, here I am. We ask for relief from our pain or sadness or the grief that we experience, right? But Jesus says, here, here I am. And the church, the longer I've followed him, the more I've realized, the more I've experienced that that is actually what I want. More than, more than anything else, just to know that he hasn't left. Just to know that he's still with me. And prayer, prayer is much less about getting stuff from God and, and much more about reorienting my life, my dependence, my attention on receiving more of who he is. More of his presence, more of his comfort, more of his love. Even when it feels like he's not answering me in the way that I want. Which means everything's going to be okay. I know that can be hard to hear. I know for some of you, it may make you want to order a notebook like this. I get it, but I, I love this about our God. He can handle our anger. Read the Psalms, right? And the Psalms are in many ways a journal uh, in a book like this, right? God can handle your anger, the places of disappointment. You can bring those. You ought to bring those to him. He wants to hear about them from you, even in the rawest places of your life. He can take it. It's all about who says it, isn't it? I mean, if a politician tells me everything's going to be okay, just assume that they're just trying to get reelected, right? If I hear it on the news, I just assume there's some angle, right? I'm just going to roll my eyes. If, if a, a friend says it to me, I'll acknowledge, okay, they're well-meaning. They're just trying to encourage me. I get it. I get it. But they don't know. But if Jesus says it, God of the universe, the one who made you, the sovereign Lord of all, the one who created everything around us, who made you, who knows you, who loves you, who came to earth to rescue you, died for us, rose again for us. If Jesus says it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us to believe these words. Give us comfort in those spaces of deep heartache and pain. Remind us of the hope we have in the resurrection, that this life is not all we have. And give us more and more each day the realization of your unending presence and love with us. That's a work you have to do, God. I pray especially for those who are in a place of, of heartache or pain or loss or fear or disappointment, God, I pray that you would, in a special way, even now in this moment, would you be near to them? Even as we, as we come to this table of communion, may they feel the love of their brothers and sisters around them and the love that you offer. May they know that through your spirit, deep within. We trust you, Lord Jesus. And we cast all of our concerns and all of our desires upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen.